0: You're listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, and my goal is to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm gonna be diving into a topic that I get a lot of questions about and that I have helped hundreds of thousands of people on, and that is post birth control. Things that I would do post birth control. You can go back to a very early episode. I believe it's either episode six or seven about my journey of healing post birth control. And if you've listened to that, this will be a nice little reminder of things that you can be implementing and your journey post birth control if coming off birth control is something that interests you or feels right for you i never ever pressure people but i think if you've listened to this podcast for long enough if you listen to the content that i'm putting out and you're really trying to understand the root cause of your hormones whether it's acne for infertility or obviously you wouldn't be on birth control if you're dealing with infertility but i have seen a lot of cases where prolonged use of birth control can create some issues around optimizing fertility coming off. So that's all stuff that is definitely not told to us, but whatever your hormonal issues or imbalances are, birth control is is not fixing it. It's more a band-aid approach. And if you listen to the episode that I did with one of the co-producers of the birth control, uh, the business of birth control, you'll obviously, you would have learned that It can have extreme changes on your mood, your gut, your fertility, your cardiovascular system, increased risk of stroke, clotting, and other things. It can lead to weight gain. It can lead to so many things. And if people are on birth control for birth control, I always think that that's a fair and viable option, but I really do think that we deserve better. We need, we deserve to know how our body works and that we can't get pregnant every single day of the month and being in control of when your body is actually fertile versus when it's not because spoiler alert, we can only get pregnant five days out of the month, not 32 days out of the month. Like we are told like we're told in mean girls. (laughs) Um, If you know what I'm talking about, you know, but if you are coming off birth control, there are so many things that you can do to support yourself. And this, I see to be the case for whatever form of birth control you're on, whether it is oral contraceptive or, Something like the Paragard copper IUD or the Mirena IUDs are a little bit different uh, because of the mechanism of how they work. So we can touch on that a little bit too. But pretty much all the principles that we are going to talk about are going to apply to anything coming off birth control. So, for in my case, I was only on birth control for about two years, two to three years, and I had quite a journey coming off. I knew nothing about how to support myself, so I was learning as I was going but i still had quite my fair share of things to do and to support because i was not supporting them while i was on birth control i was using birth control as a mac- masking mechanism i was in chiropractic school depleting all my nutrients because i'm so stressed and because i'm studying for six to eight tests in a week and i'm trying to get by so i was by no means a poster child of going off a of birth control the healthy and right way, like I'm going to share here, I definitely still give myself a lot of credit because I really learned a lot along the way and was still eating as healthy as I possibly could, which in hindsight was definitely, was all pretty much whole food based. But, um, some things that are pretty common birth control symptoms, uh, acne, it can be cystic acne, you can get amenorrhea or loss of menstruation. Typically that can last 3 to 6 months. It can last longer. So don't be concerned if you didn't get your period back right off of coming the right right after coming off of the pill because it can take a little bit of time for your body to regulate. I believe in my case I got it back 3 to 4 months after, which that was even quicker than I had expected. But it just takes some time. If you think about it, it makes sense because your body is having this synthetic estrogen really control a fake cycle for years. Some people I work with have been on it for up to 10 years or even more. Some people, I actually just met with someone last week. She was on it for 15 years. So think about how long you've been, your, your body has not had to make hormones in that sense. So, I mean, it makes sense that amenorrhea, I'd say that's probably the most common cause, but in the last few weeks, I've also had a lot of people who have come off and they've got it back right away. So it's really hard to say It's really hard to say, but if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't come off yet, these are things that the things we're going to be talking about are things that are going to really help push you forward. And if you are, have come off, maybe you're three to four months off. These are still really important things that you should be focusing on. Some people, this is a huge one. Blood sugar dysregulation, huge symptom with that. I think that's a huge reason we see that androgen rebound, which we'll talk about. The androgen rebound is really what's causing that cystic acne. Uh, depression or other mood changes, changes in bowels. You can notice hair loss, headaches, heavy or painful periods, gas or bloating, forms of gut dysbiosis, inflammation, intestinal intestinal hyperpermeability, otherwise known as leaky gut, and migraines. Those are really, really common symptoms that I see, but just because those are common symptoms doesn't mean that that has to be your destiny. Those are just typical things that we can see post-birth control, and you'll kind of understand why as we start to explain it. So essentially what we want to focus on is first nutrient replenishment, because birth control is really taking a lot of different nutrients from our body, specifically B12, B2, B6, selenium, vitamin C, and vitamin E. Those are very common nutrient depletions caused from oral contraceptives. So... Those are things that you definitely want to make sure that you potentially, obviously everybody's very different. So it's very hard to just kind of put blanket things, but those probably would not be bad idea to supplement with at least a B complex or a desiccated liver supplement or something like that, where you're really able to get a lot more of that nutrition. So some people recommend prenatals, but I really do find that beef liver complexes are kind of my go-to in terms of... Um, a, whole, a multivitamin, um, but I really also do like the Seeking Health prenatal as well. You can get that on Full Script. My Full Script is always linked in the show notes, and I will make sure I actually put my post birth control protocol fully in there as well. And I'll make sure I link the beef liver capsule that I use as well. So, other ways that we are, can get all these nutrients is through an abundant amount of various whole foods. Uh, seasonal fruits and vegetables, high quality fats. That's very important, especially post-birth control because your body needs fats to make hormones. Our hormones are made from cholesterol. So grass-fed butter, coconut oil, eggs, fattier cuts of meat, all really, really great to add in to really make sure that you're getting enough in. Wild-caught fish. um, Eating enough protein is also really important because we make wide variety of our hormones from amino acids so amino acids and proteins are very 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 important some vegetables that you might want to potentially hyper focus on are going to be those cruciferous vegetables because those are amazing at helping your body detoxify those synthetic estrogens so cruciferous vegetables are broccoli cauliflower brussels sprouts arugula bok choy Broccoli sprouts. Broccoli sprouts are great for my ladies who struggle with digesting cruciferous vegetables because sprouts are very easy to digest, and one ounce of broccoli sprouts is equivalent to a pound of broccoli in terms of nutrition. It's very high in sulforaphane, which is a great detoxifier, so I love those. Raw carrots, so you can just peel those up, add a little bit of olive oil, sea salt, and apple cider vinegar, and kind of make a little slaw out of it, aka a raw carrot salad phenomenal for detoxifying extra estrogens and helping to bind things up in the gut. Beets, artichokes, onions, garlic, all of those are also really good for just really helping your body detoxify in terms of things that you might want to limit. So as I'm we're kind of transitioning, your gut is in a very sensitive state here because there is a ton of evidence that birth control can disrupt normal gut flora and really creates an environment that allows an overgrowth of various forms of bacteria and yeast, and also can lead to leaky gut. So especially when you come off birth control, your body is in a potentially a sensitive state where you can be a little bit more sensitive to certain foods and be a little bit more prone to things like IBS or just reacting to to foods that maybe otherwise you you haven't before. So really focusing on gut nourishing foods and healing that leaky gut, even if you necessarily don't have, I don't think that people need to have symptoms to be adding in good gut healing foods, aloe vera juice, bone broth, and really potentially going on a elimination type diet, even if it's a mini elimination of gluten, wheat, soy. I mean, people shouldn't be eating processed soy anyways, but that can really, really be monumental. And for some people, you might need to even expand that elimination diet out a little bit more because the gut is really, really sensitive. So that's why you're potentially post-birth control. You might be seeing more bloating, more constipation, more issues with digestion, more acne, because the gut gut is just in such a compromised place. I see a lot of yeast growth in my post-birth control clients and patients because it the birth control pill really does create an environment that allows those opportunistic bacteria and yeast to thrive, unfortunately. So really, really important to clear those out. It's probably a great time to do something like a gut protocol or even a parasite cleanse because the parasite cleanse that I use through cell core it's going to grab SIBO. It's going to grab Candida. It's going to grab all that stuff because parasites are holding on to all that stuff. So even if parasites, isn't your goal, doing something like that to really just help go in scrub and grab all of those unwanted things is definitely going to be helping. So some nutrients, I mentioned the aloe. I love aloe. Chamomile is also a great herb. So you can sip on some chamomile tea at night. Um, Zinc can be good too, so zinc can be found in whole food form, highest in things like liver. Glutamine is also really great too, glutamine and glycine. That's naturally found in things like bone broth. Collagen is also very, very soothing to the gut, so you can have slow-cooked meat on the bone. Pasture-raised if you can, because when you're slow cooking, you're really extracting a lot of those nutrients on the bone. Whereas if you threw grilled chicken with a bone on the grill, you're not going to get as much of that nutrient extraction as you would if you threw it in your crock pot or you can just if you cook something with the bones on it whether you grilled or cooked it or baked it or whatever then you could just throw it in a crock pot and make your own bone broth at home I love doing that it's so cheap and easy when I don't have time or when I don't make my own I love the kettle and fire brand that is linked in the brands that I love on my website so there's a lot of gut healing that probably needs to happen regardless if that's your main symptom or not just because of the effect that birth control is having. I know so many people who have had a yeast overgrowth and their main symptom is acne. They don't have digestive issues, they don't have any imbalance of digestion whatsoever. They just literally have acne and it's due to yeast. So it's pretty crazy how these symptoms can manifest. So it's just important to really dive into kind of all of the all of the above in terms of supporting your gut. Next is gonna be supporting your detox pathways because when your detox pathways is your liver and your kidneys and your gallbladder and all of these kind of accessory organs that help your body get rid of additional waste. So B vitamins are a requirement for a lot of detoxification. So getting on good quality B vitamins, whether it's through desiccated liver or B complex is really important. Eating a lot of the foods that I mentioned earlier are gonna be great for supporting your liver and your detox you also can be focusing on dandelion root burdock root because those are really great uh great detoxifying teas but otherwise those cruciferous veggies those beets those carrots those are really really liver loving foods that you can definitely make sure that you're adding in. Some people need a little bit more help than others. Some people need more liver support than others. I know that I was just a very sensitive person to detox and I know that my body needed that more, whereas some people definitely do it more efficiently than others. Next thing you're gonna wanna focus on is metabolic repair. Metabolic repair, but why would I need that? I'm lean, I don't have extra weight that I'm holding onto, weight loss isn't my goal. I don't, I shouldn't need metabolic repair. Trust me, you probably do. 88% of the population is not metabolically healthy. I used to be a part of that percentage. I used to not be metabolically healthy. And I, at one point in my life, I had been heavier than I am currently. And that was my unhealthiest. I was not my healthiest my freshman year of college. But even since then, when I was not metabolically healthy, especially coming off of birth control, and and even prior and a little bit post- I was lean and I was muscular and I had abs, but I could not go two to three hours without eating. I had a lot of sugar cravings. I would have crashes and hypoglycemia if I didn't eat something and I was seeing it show up on my skin. And that is exactly what we see post-birth control. So birth control can increase inflammation. You can see that on CRP with a lab. It also can increase, in- increase insulin resistant and your triglycerides. So insulin resistance is a spectrum. I see it as, a, as a, a flowing spectrum. And insulin resistance essentially is your body is not responding properly to blood sugar management. So on the more extreme end of the spectrum, we have prediabetes and diabetes where your body is just... Constantly high blood, if your blood sugar is high and insulin is just not responding. But we can see that on a more subclinical level with a lot of the symptoms that I just mentioned. Some people see insulin resistance as weight gain and, and a hard time losing weight or just more in, feeling more inflamed. I see it a lot with acne, a lot, a lot with acne, especially on that chin and jawline. Especially if you see that all month long and it's not cyclical, it is usually metabolic. So, okay, how do you work on metabolic repair? Well. For me, it was really interesting. I I knew I didn't know any of this when I was going off birth control, but intuitively, I just knew that I wasn't called to eating more as much carbs as I was eating before. I felt like really eating a sati- satiating, higher fat, higher veggie breakfast, and then more saving my carbs for later in the day, which is so smart, and that's what I would do now. But I didn't know that then. But like for breakfast, I was bringing to school. I was bringing this to school. I do a few eggs with a bunch of veggies and some grass fed cheese. And then I would do protein in my coffee with raw milk. And I just intuitively was like, I don't know why, but I don't really want a lot of carbs right now. I would still of course have them, but I, it was weird how I kind of almost like intuitively knew that. So you can play around with the amount of carbs that works for you. There was a time period where doing a little bit lower of a carb really was a good reset for me. I did that probably more so recently within the past two years than i did coming off birth control because that was now how many years ago was that that was a while ago five years but maybe five years wow that feels like a long. maybe six years um i don't quite remember the year but and that, again, the how much you should be having should be a spectrum for you, and I don't think that we should be on low carb forever, but especially if you're really noticing how sensitive you are to that metabolic syndrome that you can get post-birth control, it's a really good idea to play around with that number for you. Or strategically have them in and around your workouts and have more slower digesting carbs and really not... I mean, we always should be leaning away from quick digesting. Uh, you know, We shouldn't be doing white breads and things like that, but that's gonna look very different for every single person. So you know, it might be smart for you to work with a practitioner so that you can play around with certain things, maybe measuring your blood sugar with a glucometer or even a continuous glucose monitor. I wish I had that back when I was not optimal because ever since I've been using those tools, I have been more optimal and my fluctuations are not big peaks and valleys. They are very, very consistent. So I really do wish I had a tool like that back when I was going through that journey. So that could be really helpful for you, even if your main symptom is acne, post birth control or oily skin or something like that, because testosterone is driving usually that acne and that oiliness and potentially hair falling out, but insulin loves to drive testosterone. So definitely something that you want to look at. So just kind of recapping things a little bit, you want to replenish your nutrients Um, Once you kind of start to get a little bit more post birth control, it's really time to identify what your true imbalances were in the first place and as to why you went on birth control. Or if you're experiencing new ones, it's time to get a new baseline, maybe do some hormone testing. I really like and prefer the Dutch test because I don't get good value. Like when people send me or upload their blood labs, I really don't like I don't, they're not super accurate because I've looked at blood labs and compared it to a Dutch test and it's not a complete picture. I do really like thyroid hormone and insulin for blood though. So if you do get those done, it would also be a good idea to get your triglycerides, your CRP, your fasting insulin, um, your, what else? Cholesterol, any inflammatory markers would be really helpful. We want to really work on healing your gut and sealing up that gut lining because, Leaky gut is something that birth control can make us more prone to. We really wanna work on anti-inflammatory foods for us, maybe doing a trial of an eliminations type diet just to really take some stress off the gut. Um, You wanna work on really minimizing, if there is any fungal or bacterial overgrowth, you can work with a practitioner to kind of identify and address if there is any of that type stuff really work on and love your detox pathways castor oil packs dry brushing all the foods that i mentioned make sure you're sweating limiting limiting your overall toxic burden with your personal care products that's not something that i mentioned but i'm assuming if you listen to this podcast that's something that you're interested in you're interested and in, invested in really not being 100 perfect because that's not the case but finding what and finding better products and really trying to limit your overall toxic burden because you could be doing all the liver stuff but if then you're lathering your skin with toxic makeup or things with fragrance or having candles and stuff in your house where you're constantly being exposed to environmental estrogens it's a lot harder to heal so coming off birth control was definitely I'd say the start of my non-toxic journey that I became really really interested in it because I'm like if I'm going to do this I'm going to do it right I'm going to learn a lot along the way but I'm going to do it so that was definitely the catalyst I'd say for me really focusing on just liver health and supporting detox in all aspects of your life. And that includes toxic people. And then really focusing on that metabolism repair because post-birth control can make you so much more insulin resistant and susceptible, susceptible to being, uh, more unstable with your blood sugar levels. So if you guys want to check out my post-birth control protocol, I will link that below. My online hormone course is really great to help you dive into all of this even more, just to really give you a little bit more sound foundation. And if there's if you're looking for a practitioner, I'd love to help. We can test we can do testing if that's warranted. I would wait two to three months at least to do any type of a Dutch test, especially if you haven't regained a cycle. We'd ideally want that to come back first. Um, But there's plenty of people that I work with where we haven't even run a Dutch test yet because, or we haven't even done any testing because there's so much foundational balance and replenishment that needs to be done first. And you can see so much improvement with that. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this gave you a little bit more direction and made you feel kind of empowered about this new journey of supporting yourself, learning more about your cycle. You can go back to, I have a few different methods, or podcast on tracking your cycle and natural forms of birth control and things like that so definitely revisit those episodes if you need a refresher or check them out if you haven't listened to them because that was something that I started tracking my cycle and understanding about different metrics my heart rate my temperature my cervical mucus because that is all stuff that will not be affected or that will not change on birth control, whereas that will change when your body is making its own hormones. I will say additional tools that I think are very helpful post-birth control are things like acupuncture. I was going to acupuncture very regularly and I noticed how monumental that was for me in my journey. I loved that. I am a huge fan of acupuncture because your hormones are not just Your hormones. They are your whole body. Your whole body is connected. And that is really what acupuncture specializes in is really bringing the whole body into balance, clearing extra heat, and really making sure that chi and energy and everything is flowing where it needs to go. So I can't speak highly enough of acupuncture, especially for post-birth control and hormone balance. It is absolutely amazing. So I hope this was helpful. It gave you a lot of tools and equipped you with a lot of different things that you can do to focus on, on this journey. And if there's anything else I can do to help, please make sure to reach out.